Welcome to Navigate Session 1. What we're covering in this journey is how to lead yourself well. You can't lead others well till you lead yourself well first. And we're going to be taking this as a journey like we're riding in a car. We're going to use different parts of being in a car to help you know, surface some exercises that are going to guide you in the moment. What I want to cover today, lesson one, is center. Center. Everything starts here for the leader. Everything starts with the core. The core is shaping your thoughts and your processes. It's your actions, your narratives, all that. Uh, with all the craziness the last couple of years, I started a, a home workout resistance band training system. My physical routines got so thrown off. And one of them is a split leg squat. And it's a brutal exercise. What's wild is it's working out your legs, but it's actually also working out your core. You can start to lose your balance a little bit. You get tired, you tip over. I can almost fall over. What I want you to understand is in every moment of your life, your core is getting strengthened or weakened. And it all comes back to an idea you hear me talk a lot about identity, but we're going to explore it in a little bit different way today. To walk you through this today's lesson exploration, I want to use a movie as a guide because it's the most powerful representation I've ever seen of the model I'm going to share with you. And uh, you don't have to have seen the movie. I'm going to give away the storyline, but it's older, so you'll be all right. Uh, this model will help you in mi micro and macro, small and big ways, understand what's happening in the moment, what to do about it, how to not fail the test, fall into the temptations, but instead continually be transformed and renewed. So the movie is the first installment from the new three set series of Star Wars with Rey if you knew her as a character. And the story starts out with her as a scavenger. She's in a big ship. She's looking for parts and pieces. That is really her identity because that's what happens for all of us in our journey. Our identity uh, starts with an understanding of who we're not. It's the false. It's the lie. It's the parts of ourselves that we think make us what we are. And in the story, you see that Ray, the scavenger, this is who she is. It's all she'll ever be. I'll tell you what she does. That's so powerful though. And this is the starting point of the real story developing. She leaves the expectation of who she is. Leave the expectation. What creates suffering in our lives at a big, massive level in our lives and leadership and our identity and in a small way, the circumstances of what we go through is we have an expectation. Expectations cause suffering. You say, but Chris, isn't leadership having a dream, a vision, a desire, wanting to go somewhere, take some, take people somewhere, develop something, make something real that wasn't yet real? Yes, that's it. Yeah. So in, in a powerful way, you, you have a vision, a mission, you have an expectation of where you want to take things, but it will never go like you think. So it's great to start out with an expectation, but when reality butts up against that, like Mike Tyson, everybody has a plan to get punched in the mouth or the face. When reality butts up against that, we have to leave the expectation. Let's just use a small example. After I get done recording this, go upstairs, doing this at my home setup. I'm going to have lunch and hey, maybe somebody's texted. Maybe the afternoon plans that I have for what's going to, you know, occur throughout the day are going to be thwarted. I mean, nobody has a flat tire and they're like, sweet, this is what I had margin for today. Nobody has a team situation developed that they weren't planning on and go, oh yeah, I was looking for another challenge or hardship with my team. What we're doing as leaders is living in this dynamic state of having a vision, a place we want to take things, but very quickly, 
We accept reality as it is. We don't fight against it. We don't rage against it. And in the deepest way we do this is with who we are. Who we are is constantly evolving, constantly becoming. And it's happening in the small moments of life. And when we leave the expectation of the small moments, right, we start to be transformed in the big ways. I mean, how many times have you had a situation where you maybe had a really intense uh, work week and you go home and you're like, man, I just, I hope everybody can appreciate what my week was like. Guaranteed, that's the time you're going to walk in the house and other stuff is going on. That means the validation you are seeking is going to completely need to fall to the background or you're going to be bitter and resentful. You don't realize it, but you're actually approaching that moment with an expectation. If I approach a team meeting where I have a new change initiative I'm going to bring out and I have an expectation that they're all going to match the enthusiasm that I have for this, I am setting myself up for suffering. If if we if I go on a date with my wife and I'm like, this has to be the date that rekindles all romance, right? It'll probably be a date that, and these happen sometimes, we have some kind of challenge we've got to work through. Over and over and over again, leaving the expectation is the path to transformation. Second, and this is what happens in Ray Skywalker's life, she starts to have this vision of going to the Sith throne room. Sorry to nerd out with you here. Just stay with me for a minute. She goes to the Sith throne room. Why? So she can, in her vision or dream, wield all power. So this is terrible to her. She doesn't want to be this kind of leader. So she runs away from the Sith throne room, tries to go to the other side of the universe to an abandoned island looking for Luke Skywalker, and she's running from her purpose. She's running from her mission. She's running from her calling. Why? Because she saw this evil and she didn't want to become this evil. There is a nature to a lot of leaders that I've worked with who have an excitement about leadership where they're like, hey, coach, pass me the ball. I want to take the shot. I'll do it. And then some leaders have the opposite. It's like, no, 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 no. I don't ever want the most beautiful expressions of leadership happen in our lives when we live in both of these. Here's what I mean. The fullest expression of your calling is probably going to come through something that you wouldn't have signed up for it to be just that way. In other words, there's a little bit of a reluctance to it. It asks more of you than you thought. It it causes you to sacrifice some of your ego in a way that you didn't plan sacrificing it. It causes you to do something that um, doesn't fit with the paradigm or narrative of how you thought it would go. It, it might appear foolish to others or it might appear foolish to yourself because it doesn't follow some standard progression of conventional wisdom. Well, what you're doing when you have those moments show up, it may not be as grand or dramatic as the Sith throne room, but you're seeing the thing you want to run away from. And what transforms us is when we leave the expectation, we conceive the examination. We can actually anticipate how we'll be tested by seeing the place that we want to run from and, and seeing what it will do in us, what it will you know, cause us to struggle with. And we don't run from it, but we step into it. And that's what Ray Skywalker did. She didn't want to go into the Sith throne room, but her friends needed her help. She wanted to run from that. But when her friends help was needed or when her help was needed for her friends, she went into the place she was afraid to go. This is the idea of a calling or purpose. You're stepping into the thing you're afraid of. So leave the expectation, conceive the examination, step into the places you'd want to avoid. Third, Receive a revelation. 
receive revelation. Now, I already gave you the clue and the signal to this. I didn't mean to because I said Ray Skywalker. And she's Ray the Scavenger. She's avoiding the Sith throne room, but she receives a revelation about who she is. She sees that she can be a part of the Skywalker lineage, even though she really isn't. She chooses a new identity for herself. At the end of the movie, she's asked about what her name is, and she says it's Ray, Ray Skywalker. The most important choice you'll make as a leader is what is the center? Who are you? And by actively using this model, you can take a small moment. You have an expectation for how something's going to go. You conceive the examination, and then you receive a revelation. You find a new insight, a new breakthrough. Maybe I'm in a moment where I'm not being validated that like I want or something isn't going like I want and I feel suffering and I'm struggling. I'm in the middle of the examination. How can I receive an insight that helps me break through? That's the micro, the macro, continually working on who we're becoming, receiving the revelation of our identity. What, what I'm saying to you is right now, there's probably a circumstance in your life that you're worried or stressed about. You feel some angst. You're trying to distance yourself or push back from the fear no, to, to have another awesome book or movie quote, Dune, I don't run from the fear. I let it pass through me. It transforms me and I can use this model to help me. Now, let me give you a practical exercise this week to help you distance yourself from the suffering that you're going through. Because remember, I said, we're going to frame all this like we're in a car. So I want you to imagine right now you're in the car, you're in the driver's seat, and everything that's going on in front of you is the windshield of your experience. And what this helps you do is not overly identify with your thoughts or your emotions or your experiences. Yes, your thoughts are a part of who you are, but you're more than your thoughts. Yes, your emotions are a part of who you are, but you're more than your emotions. Yes, your experiences and memories are a part of who you are, but you're more than that. You're more than your actions. So if it helps you, take a piece of paper like it's a windshield. And start drawing circles for the experiences that you're having today, the emotions you're feeling, the things. And, and maybe if it helps you do a, do a red pen for the things that you would call negative, there's not necessarily negative emotions, they all grow us. And maybe a, a black pen for the positive and, you, you know, hey, I've got this happening today, I'm really excited about it, I'm, I'm nervous about this, I'm scared about this, I'm happy about whatever. Process this, you know, get this mental pump going and put these circles on this windshield and you could have seven things or 17 things or whatever. This is the you know, dynamic impact of just one day's experience. And as you see all these circles on there, see that suffering occurs or we lose ourselves in the positive and, and we start making bad decisions when we just over identify with one thought or experience. We're, we're putting ourselves fully into just one of those circles and I'll do that to be in the moment because that's powerful, but I do it willingly. I do it with full knowledge that I'm letting myself be fully absorbed in this present experience. I'm processing grief. I'm letting go of suffering. I'm enjoying a present moment with a friend. Uh, I'm enjoying a present moment with my family, whatever that is. But I, I step back from it all occasionally also. I'm in the driver's seat. I see everything on the windshield. So all I want you to do right now, notice the thoughts emotions. And this is going to set us up for the rest of this journey as we navigate, as we lead ourselves well first. Peace.